This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon and welcome to Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. This is Deb Austin and as always we welcome to the show Sally Lucas. Hi Sal. Hi Deb. This week we're going to South America, the Galapagos and France. How wonderful. Sal, let's start with South America. Let's do that. Uh, Firstly, I'm talking about Toucan Travel here, who are wonderful expedition, if you like, people who take tours of different levels of, if you like, difficulty. Um, They have discovery tours, they have full treks, they have light discovery, etc. So you can choose the standard that most suits your level of fitness, if we can put it that way. But this one I'm talking about now is an actual expedition into southern Patagonia. Now, if you don't know where that is, that's the bottom of South America on the uh, west coast in Chile. Okay, so it's a wonderful area, incredible, about 60,000 hectares of national park. It's an incredible amazing area and it's very diverse because you've got everything from glaciers to emerald green lakes snow-capped peaks etc and even quite rugged you know scenery and mountains so it's it's an incredible part of south america to travel to and you can certainly spend a lot of time there you start um with this one at el calafate and you're going into the uh, torres del pine national park and you'll finish up at Ushuaia. And, of course, Ushuaia is always called Delfin del Mundo, which means the end of the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's the lowest city in the world. Oh, wow. And that's right on that bottom tip of Argentina. So you're actually fi- finishing up in Argentina. Um, it's a wonderful itinerary, as I said, and you've got eight nights of this in hotels, cabins and hostels, three nights camping in the Torres del Paine National Park. All equipment is supplied except for a sleeping bag. Um, so you get some breakfasts and lunches when you're travelling on the vehicle. By the way, this is small group touring again as well, so you're limited just to a small number of people oh, nice. again. so intimate. Yes, mm. it makes it far more intimate. Um, the group average is around about 15 to 24 on average. I mean, they can take up to 30, but they said it's rare that they would have that many on a departure. Mm. So you're sort of guaranteed a fairly small amount. And all travels included, whether it be by minibus, boat, ferry, whatever. So you're getting it. It's an open age tour, this one, by the way. They, um, the average, I suppose, oldest age they recommend to do this trip satisfactorily is 70. So that's covering a wide gamut mm, good. of people. So and on, a, on a star basis, Sal, because yeah. it sounds like it's um, an extreme not kind of an extreme, but sort of yes. a semi-extreme holiday. So would you put it as like a three-star or four-star or something? Probably like three, because you're mm. not staying in... Ho- it's the hotels, I guess, that sometimes lift the stars. Mm. But don't forget, you've still got a good star rating as far as the quality of the guides they use, the quality of the tenting equipment, yes. uh, the vehicles they use, etc. But we're not staying, if you like, in four-star accommodation, of course, because you're in a national park. But if okay. you if you want to have you've got the quality so yes. that's fantastic so uh, if you are an avid uh, trekker yes. or you love the outdoors and nowadays the quality of that outside equipment is really first class it definitely sense, is it? now it's not like the old days of no. camping tours as you remember <laughs> when you usually had to do it all yourself you <laughs> know fell down. but yeah so I mean these are just incredible itineraries and you also do a cruise on the Beagle Channel and um, it wasn't until recently I realised that Beagle Channel was named after Charles Darwin's boat which was called oh. the Beagle. So there, there you go. go. That's yeah. a bit of interesting information. And, of course, he was very famous for the Galapagos, which we'll talk about later. Mm. But um, So you've got excellent possibilities once you're tr- you know, going through the Beagle Channel of seeing sea lions, penguins, cormorants, albatross, and you might be lucky enough to see a whale, of dolphins, of course. So diverse. So you're seeing, yeah, and also just to let people know, the Pan American Highway, which starts in Alaska, finishes down 
in Patagonia, and it's 17,848 kilometres, and oh. it's one highway that connects all the way down. Wow. So that's quite incredible as well. Um, and as I said, you've got just some of the most, well, you've got the Perito Marina Glacier, which breaks chunks off religiously, crashing down. You know, it's an incredible glacier, and it, it's still growing as well. So that's a wonderful experience to mm, see the glaciers. Quite spectacular. Some of the walks are quite demanding, but there's a good range of grades for all walkers. So if you're not, you know, one of the walks is not good, doesn't suit you, they'll offer you an alternative. So it does actually cater for all sorts of people. And you're seeing that one of the most beautiful partners said this Perito Miranda Glacier has a height of around 60 metres and a front of five kilometres. And it covers an area of some 250 square kilometres. So that's a massive glacier. And we often do see it on the news when people are viewing where you can and watch these huge chunks, the thunderous roars, chunks mm. of this glacier break off at mm. certain times of the year. So this is a wonderful part of South America to go to, very much for the adventurous people, I would say, in, in this part of the world. Patagonia and Torres del Paine are quite famous for their diversity, as I said, in the, within the national parks and the things that you can do. So if anyone's thinking of going to South America and just wants to do something a little bit more adventurous, not just do all the city you know, they, they, it's good to still get into Buenos Aires and Santiago, of course, but just to get away and experience, like we do in Australia. You know, these countries have wonderful national parks and outdoor areas and clarity of night and, you know, just be- beautiful conditions. So I would say try and include a little bit of an adventure in your holiday as well as your, your, your four-star city style as well. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of adventure. The Galapagos cell. Yes, quite famous, aren't they, Deb? We do hear a lot about them and mm. the wonderful diversity, again, we've been talking about within South America. And, of course, these islands are just off Quito on the west coast of South America. So you need to, to fly to Quito via Santiago. And from there, they fly you across to the Galapagos Islands and you join an expedition vessel. Now, this is, again, with Toucan. An expedition cruising, of course, isn't like luxury vessel cruising. It's very, very comfortable. But, again, you've got the beautiful big windows, binoculars and everything provided. So you're getting that wonderful experience to get up close and personal, without interfering, of course, with the animals. And it is actually a wildlife sanctuary and a UNESCO World Heritage Site there in a wonderful archipelago. And, of course, you've got birds, marine life, which are completely unique to the island, of course, with those huge land tortoises we often see, giant albatrosses, marine iguanas, and, and much, much more. So if you're thinking of, again, touring to South America, I'd say try and add on. Everyone we've had that has ever gone there comes back in awe and says it was the absolute highlight of their mm. itinerary. So consider the Galapagos. Just moving on now to France, and we've got, of course, wonderful uh, things coming up this year again, where they're with Fromel, of course, with the re-interring uh, of the um, Australians who died there. Mm-hmm. There's a tour that uh, Albatross Travel Group are running, and they, again, are the small group touring people who have a lot of inclusions, and they don't have a what do I call a cook's tour? It's always a three-night stay in, in each place, so you're not just rushing from place oh, yeah. to place. You have to stay at least to, to get a good feel. You for do, the place, don't, you? don't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Anyway, this particular itinerary is called Chateau's Boulevards and Battlefields, and it's departing on the 13th of July, and it's been carefully planned to take in two highlight events for 2010. One of them is you'll be um, in Paris for Bastille Day. Oh, fabulous. Which would be quite incredible. Oh, and that is amazing. The Arc de Triomphe de Bonne, the oh. Chaucelier-Say is the most... Of- Oh, oh, that flag. It's yeah, fantastic. Isn't it? Mm. It's wonderful. And, of course, the planes fly over with the French mm. tricolour. Beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. And they march down the Champs-Élysées, mm. of course. So you've got all that to experience. And the other will be to visit Fromel on the 19th of July. And this day is the official commemoration of the re-interring 
um, of the 250 British and Australian soldiers who died at the Battle of Fromel in Ju- mm. July 1910. Now, this is a 14-day tour, and it's led by a highly experienced uh, tour manager who's taken dozens of um, dedicated Anzac commemorative programs in the past. So you commence in Paris, and you're sort of striking a balance here with the grand sites of France and, and Belgium, of course, while sort of sensitively immersing you into the life of the Anzac diggers as well throughout the tragedy of World War One in the Somme and the Flanders battlefields. Um, in addition to the Western Front, they also offer highlights which include the wonderful chateaus of the Loire Valley, so you're mm, going through the Loire Valley stunning. as well. The cobblestone streets of picture-perfect Bruges in Belgium, which is a gorgeous, it's famous for its lace, of course. Oh, which is sign me up, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> the dramatic Mont Saint-Michel in Brittany, the Normandy D-Day beaches as well, and then mm. on the way back into Paris, you even go in and see the Palace of Versailles. So it's oh. quite an extensive tour and anyone that's interested of course in, in history and the war and World War One, plus seeing some of these beautiful regions of France. Again we've got a maximum of 30 passengers so group spaces are naturally limited and um, that is operating as I said in July. They do have additional departures in May and September but of course you wouldn't be there for Bastille Day or, or doing this wonderful um, commemorative event for the in the Fromel. So, but Albatross Travel, just consider them if you are travelling to Europe. They have lots of wonderful itineraries that are very detailed in countries okay extremely detailed so always consider them they have got another one if you're not interested in the battlefields it's just called experience the real france and this operates may to september and it's 14 days covers all excursions sightseeing entrance fees again 13 nights selected accommodation and of course you get buffet breakfast daily eight dinners all your entrance fees are included even the the travel tips so you're not got your hand in the pocket all the time for all those additional extras. A wonderful itinerary that one is as well and you're covering again some beautiful areas of France of course um, and it's coming to Bone which I love Bone. It's Mm. a medieval city in France. You're going to Lyon um, of course you're going into again the Loire Valley to Paris um, the Champagne district, Bordeaux. There's so much to take in because the wine, the wine is real. It's very different to the wine that we we're used to yes, here. Yes, but still stunning. I mean, it's yes. still stunning. And the, and the food and, and each region with their food is so different. Like once you go south, for example, down to Languedoc, it's very Catalan style and and sort of a bit Spanish, bit Italian. Because you're right down getting towards the Riviera and bordering on other mm. countries, whereas Central France is different again, and Bordeaux is different again. And again, Bordeaux's not just the Loire Valley. Bordeaux's got some magnificent shadows. Now, temperature-wise, we're going yes. there. Now, that's a beautiful time of yes. the year to be going to France, isn't it? Oh, it is. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, July, August are your hot summer months, which we usually suggest to people to go to Europe. They're, number one, they're busy. And oh, number very. two, it's hot. Mm. So really, if you can avoid those times and go either early or late in the season, so that, that May into early June yes. is a lovely time, or June even into early July, or again, September, October, when you get in the fall, that's still a lovely time to go as well. But Yes, I mean, France again. I'm going there this year too. Oh, don't, Sally. <laughs> I can't wait. Everybody. can't wait. Very, very <laughs> envious. It's that time of the day again. Talking travel this week is now over for our sponsor, Travel World on King. Thanks, Sal. Have a great weekend. You too, Deb. And we'll be back next week after the one o'clock news for more great travel ideas right here on 2NURFM 103.7.